Howdy. Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Landshark Lounge on Lake Sardis, so grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast. Welcome to episode 57 of the Bait Shack. We're joined tonight by Randy, Cody, Soren, and myself, Kyle. And guys, we are finally doing it. We're going to talk some football tonight. Um, the headlines gave us some extra juicy uh, topics for tonight. So we're going to start off talking a little uh, beef with Nick Suss and Coach Mr. Deion Sanders. And uh, we're going to also talk about maybe some Big 12 to SEC expansion that came up in the news earlier today. And we'll finish off talking. Uh, we want to know who's going to be number 38. I believe that's coming out this week. So good topic there. We're going to give our picks who we think is deserving and such. We'll finish off with that. But first things first, guys. We had a, uh interview, I believe that was yesterday, with uh, Nick Suss. And uh, he was interviewing Deion Sanders, the Jackson State coach. Um, and there was a little beef there. We'll go ahead and play the audio real quick. Suss, you're up. Hey, Dion, I was just wondering if you could... Oh, uh, hold on, let's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion. Okay? I call Nick Saban Nick. Yeah, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> if, you, if you call Nick Nick, you know you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Nick. Okay, Dion. <laughs> um, right. Just, uh... So, yeah, uh, Dion Sanders did not appreciate being called Dion uh, by the first name. Nick Suss, to put it mildly simply did not give a and uh called him Dion very sarcastically anyway Dion gets up and leaves um and he made the uh the allusion to uh Nick Saban about how no one calls him Nick and you should treat him as such so there's a lot to unpack there um I'll let you guys start where you want to start but Randy your thoughts on that well first off uh like you said uh give a is a light way to put it that was kind of a smart ass way to do that I mean okay Dion I, I laughed. I laughed at that. Um, second off, it's just kind of goofy and dumb. I understand that, you know, Coach Sa- Coach Sanders. I, let me get this right. Coach Sanders wants to be called Coach, so that people understand and respect his status. I understand that. You know, you want your players to call you Coach. You want people in the surrounding, you know, administration. Maybe they call you Coach. If you want the reporter to call you coach, you need to say that beforehand. He may have done that. I haven't seen that. But if you just expect people to call you Coach Sanders or Coach Prime just for no reason, I mean, they're not going to know that. I wouldn't know that. If I met Coach Sanders, my the first words out of my mouth would be, Hey, Dion, or you know, Mr. Sanders maybe. Not Coach Sanders. You know, half the time I forget what Dion Sanders' last name even is. Because his name has just become Dion or Primetime. I mean, the man's got nicknames. He's, yeah. on, he's on a first-name basis. It's kind of like LeBron James. You know, sometimes and you don't forget LeBron James' last name, but you just think of him as LeBron, you know. It's just goofy. It feels like it's a ploy for attention. It feels like, you know, hey, let's get some eyes on Jackson State. It did, it did its job. Um, now, what's kind of been, you know, also come out around here is that 
Coach Sanders barred a Clarion Ledger reporter from interviewing or talking to any of their staff because they had reported on, I believe it was domestic violence on their highest rated recruit. Kyle, do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. I hadn't heard yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. Y'all go um I'm gonna pull this up, make sure I, I want to get this right. Can you move on to Cody if you want to pull it up? Yeah, I'm pulling this up. I don't want to get any of the facts wrong here. Okay. Well, in the meantime, Cody, what are your thoughts on it real quick? Yeah, I, I kind of think it's kind of like uh, Randy said. It's kind of like a ploy for attention. Like, I don't think of I, I don't think of Deion Sanders as Coach Sanders. I mean, I, he, he's not Nick Suss's coach. Nick Suss does not have to call him Coach Sanders. He had Deion. That's what I'd call him. I mean, I, he, I don't know. I th- he, I, what's up? Sorry, go ahead, Randy. So I found this. Okay. A Clarion Ledger reporter was barred from covering the Jackson State football team at the SWAC Media Day on Tuesday, one day after his story was published on a domestic violence charge against the highest-ranked recruit in program history. Rashad Milligan was blocked by two JSU officials from covering Coach Deion Sanders in Birmingham, Alabama. Sanders did not want Milligan, Milling, Milligan, sorry, Milligan interviewing JSU players and coaches. This was one day after Milligan reported a July the 1st court filing stating that Quay Davis, an incoming four-star receiver from Dallas, was expected to plead guilty on a charge of assault causes bodily and injury to family violence, a misdemeanor in Texas. That's kind of the story that's getting buried in this. What it also tells you that hmm. Deion Sanders has a little bit of animosity towards the Clarion Ledger already. And so oh, and that, that story, story came from the Clarion Ledger. Uh, Milligan is a Clarion Ledger reporter. Nick Suss is a Clarion Ledger reporter. It feels like there's some more things going on here than just you weren't called coach. I mean, it's like Cody yeah. said. It's like Cody Nick. said. Nick Suss doesn't play for Deion Sanders. If I met Lane Kiffin, I'm not calling him Coach Kiffin. You know, maybe you know, hey Lane. Or... I, f- I found this tweet that's kind of funny. Go ahead. It says, uh, this whole Deion Sanders called me coach thing reminds me of people with PhDs wanting to be addressed as doctor even outside of the office of practice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and as someone that worked with a lot of people with doctorates and as in grad school, that is true. They want to be called doctor even outside. I've ran into my professors before in Oxford and it's an instinctual reply. How are you doing, doctor so-and-so? And, you know, some, yeah. some some may argue, well, hey, that's what Dion's wanting. He's wanting that status recognition. And I understand that. I, I completely understand you want to be recognized as a coach. But no one knew that. Like, well, I, and he has to kind of understand, like, the, the kind of special circumstances there. He's been an analyst for how many years, and they all call him Dion. Yeah. They all or, refer to him as Dion. And so it's just kind of natural to think of him as Dion. You know, I don't think that's wrong of Nick or anything. Um, but, yeah, Soren, go ahead. I just say, imagine Dion or Coach Sanders, um, a little kid at a Jackson State game, comes up to him. He's like, "Oh my God, it's Dion!" And he's all, "You better call me Coach," and then doesn't <laughs> sign like a football or whatever the kid wants to sign or something. It'd be hilarious. But I mean, you guys have already made like the points that I, I kind of agree with. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Nick Suss had to been that much of a jackass when it came to like, "Okay, Dion," you know, whatever. That was kind of stupid but like it was funny at the same time you know I, I wouldn't have done that in that situation I would have just obliged and gone on with the with the interview but I mean yeah Nick doesn't play for Dion why the f- why the hell would he call him 
just said it now. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. <laughs> Why would he call him <laughs> Coach Coach Sanders? Like, I, I just don't understand that. Um, the thing that kind of bothered me was that he calls him Dion, and then, like like we've talked about, there was a different route to go there. He could have just been like, please address me as Coach Sanders, or, or call, call me Coach Sanders, or whatever. Instead, he kind of attacked Nick, and he goes, whoa, 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 you don't call Nick Saban Nick. You, you don't do that. And Nick was like, but yeah, I do. And then Dion attacks him again. He's like, no, you don't. And if you did, you get cussed, all that kind of stuff. And then he tells him, so you address me as you, or you treat me like you would trick Nick Saban. First Nick off, just told you that he calls him Nick. So then he did address you as he addresses Nick Saban. Also, even if he did call uh, Nick Saban, Coach Saban, you're not in the same category as Nick Saban. You don't. <laughs> Win some games first, bro. <laughs> And th- this is kind of where I think the recognizing status kind of comes into play. I get Dion's argument. It's just the way he handled it was poor. Like Kyle said, you can just say, hey, could you please refer to me as Coach Sanders? Cool. I think everyone's happy at that point. I think Nick probably does the, you know, just says, oh, yes, sir. You know, Coach Sanders, what do you think about this? Nick was kind of a smart ass, but I also get it because Coach Sanders was also a dick about it. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's really a nothing. I mean, it's. It, was, it is what it is. It was handled poorly all the way around. Um, it was. Stephen and Godfrey had, had a very good tweet about it, and if you guys haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest going and looking at it. But he basically said um, he compared it to the, like the wrestling thing where they they say it's all work or whatever, basically saying it's all a show. It's mm-hmm. all just like a, to get a headline. I think that's ex- I think he hit it right at spot on. I think that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I do too. I think that's I think it's exactly what it was. He's working an angle. He's getting attention on Jackson State. I mean, it's on national news. I mean, it's everywhere. It worked. It worked. Yeah. I mean, I respect that. I, I mean, I like Nick a lot. I like Coach Sanders. I think at the end of the day, it's it's just nothing. Some of the takes on Twitter about this have been off the wall, but um, I think it'll blow over pretty quickly. But it was kind of funny. You know, it provided us some entertainment for this week. Yeah. Nick's probably not going to be covering. Um, Coach Sanders anytime soon. Might, See, I think it's the way. Step back I think it's the other way around. I think knowing Nick, I think Nick will dive headfirst into it and cover Coach Sanders even harder, just because that's Nick. Nick's a weird okay. guy, I like but I like guy. it. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the uh, Coach Sanders debacle? All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. Then. I think Dion needs um, to get his. Gets a, needs to get a dick out of his ass. But. He needs to win some games. Yeah, that's Coach Sanders to you. Sorry, Mr. Coach Boyce. Sanders needs to get a dick out of his ass. Okay, okay. Let's <laughs> move on here. Uh, the other big headline we got: uh, Oklahoma and Texas trying to work their way into the SEC. This just kind of felt like, yeah, it's, we've. I think we can all agree, like we've known for a while that something is happening with the Big Twelve. I don't see how that conference stays together when it, you know, expires here in the next year or two, whenever that is. But this just feel like it was just, like, dropped on the table out of nowhere. Like, boom, Oklahoma and Texas trying to go to the ACC. So I want to start it off here right away and just let's take a vote. Yes or no, do you want that to happen? No. Yes. Randy? Yes. I also say no. So that's a 2-2 split. All right, let's hear, uh, okay. let's hear the arguments for real quick. Um, Randy or Cody, which one do you guys want to lead us off? Well, I mean, when you have the opportunity to take two powerhouse schools, and Oklahoma and Texas are powerhouses. They're powerhouses in football. 
Texas is the powerhouse in baseball. They're really good in basketball. Oklahoma's decent in basketball, decent in baseball. Softball is best in the country. You have all-around athletic departments you're bringing in. You have the ability to bring in two major Midwestern, Western markets, and the money that that will help bring in. I mean, you're essentially eliminating Longhorn Network. That's going away. Now now you, you have Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC. I think that's the two best schools you could possibly add. We had this discussion, what, two or three weeks ago? We talked hypotheticals who we wanted to add and subtract. Texas and Oklahoma was brought up, and we dismissed it immediately because it was just too far out there. We never thought that would happen. And then here it is. You know, they're tr- It sounds like they're trying to get into the SEC. I think that's something you have to do. I think there's two schools you can't say no to. Um, now, the SEC athletic directors, 75% have to vote yes for the approval. So there is some work to be done because you know, there's two schools at least that are going to say no, Texas A&M and Missouri. Arkansas probably also votes no, so that means they need to find one more no to keep it from happening. You know, and I don't know where you find maybe LSU, maybe Ole Miss, maybe State, maybe somebody opposes to that, but I like it. I want it. I now and let me say I'm a little biased. I like Texas a lot. They're my second team. They're my second school. So I'd love to see the Hook'em Texas Longhorns in the SEC West. Just be fun right there. Soren, counter? Um, I think logistically it'd be a nightmare, honestly. And, you know, you're talking about bringing in money and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, each school gets paid at the end of the year. And so it's like, I don't know, I feel like each school would be taking a pay cut, in my opinion. And I I don't know. I, Ole Miss, I mean, speaking as an Ole Miss fan, we already have enough problems as, or as it is uh, getting funding and actually upgrading our facilities and shit like that. So it's just like, I don't know. And also, too, like, I mean, that's two Blue Bloods right there that would be instantly added to the conference. I I mean, it would be interesting, but I just, I don't know. I just, like I said, I think the logistics of it would just be too, too like, hectic and chaotic, in my opinion. Let's, I, let's go to Cody real quick. Let's go to Cody real quick. I want to hear his words real quick. Go ahead, Cody. All right, so... um. In terms of money and everything, I believe it, that's two huge markets you're bringing in, especially Texas. They bring in a lot of money, so that helps everybody in the SEC in that um, perspective. But also, it will switch conferences. I'm going to be like, speak for Ole Miss right here. It's going to mess up. It's going to switch the divisions and everything. I believe Alabama and Auburn would switch over. So now we bring Oklahoma and Texas in. They're Honestly, like they're good, they're very good programs, elite programs. I'm not scared of them like I am Alabama, LSU, all of them regularly. Like I would be cool with playing Texas and Oklahoma every year, and going there, them coming here. Like we can beat them. We could. We have a much better chance of winning the West with them in there, both of them in there, than we do with Alabama. Ready? Yeah, um, and that's kind of my thing, Cody. If you have the option to add two blue blood schools, you do it. And I don't. I mean, it, you could pick any blue blood schools. It doesn't have to be Texas and Oklahoma. Back when Notre Dame was kind of looking for a conference, I I would have been happy to take Notre Dame. I know they're not a Southern school, but neither is Texas and Oklahoma really. I mean, so I don't really care about the location thing. You've kind of thrown that out the window already. When you have Missouri in the East, 
I mean, that is what it is. So that's kind of my thing. You know, Cody, you also mentioned moving Alabama and Auburn to the east. That's exactly what I would do, too. I would move Missouri to the west as well. And then that leaves you with what? That's 8-8, that's eight eight, right? Yeah, Missouri in the west, Auburn, Alabama in the east, Oklahoma, Texas in the west. That takes away two really, really good teams in the west, and you bring in two more really good teams. It evens Dude, it out a little bit. You get new... Go ahead. I was going to say, dude, the SEC East would be a fucking bloodbath. Oh, my God. Like, well, I mean, would, so, so, would, so would the West, though. I don't – but, no, but, like, I think it evens it out, though, honestly. Uh-huh. I do, too. I don't know, because man. Because the East, the, East, the East is pretty weak right now, though, because, like, you have, it's Georgia, Florida. Like, only them two. Nobody else even is competing. But then you'd, you'd have Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn. Honestly, I'm pretty high on Kentucky this year. Kentucky's going to be good. I'm not saying – no. I, I actually do think they're they brought in like a whole I'm not gonna get into it, but anyways. Um. So they have them four and then in the West we have LSU, LSU Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Ole Miss sometimes, and Texas A and M. A and M's above Ole Miss twenty fifteen. A and above Ole Miss. I I, I, like why I, did, I didn't put them in order. I didn't if you're including order. Ole Miss, then you have to include Kentucky on the other side. Yeah, I don't include Ole Miss. They've been more Sorry. successful in the East than we've been in the West by far. Well, hold on. We're, let's throw Ole they Miss. They actually the beat their top teams. I don't. I don't like the Ole Miss throwing in there. I get it. I said. I said sometimes. Okay, I know. Throw, throw out Kentucky. Throw out Ole Miss. Anyways, I mean, I guess you got a point, but I just that's oh. four in each division. That is true. Ah, oh, dude, Elite that would be teams. that would be I, wild, man. That would be absolutely wild. That'd be fun as hell. If you can, if you can guarantee me that they would realign and put Missouri with us and get rid of the Alabama teams, I am. I would warm up to it, because that the idea of putting those in the West. I don't know how how else it would shake out. Basically, I definitely want Missouri on our side. I know that. I don't much, know, man. But like, if you're telling me that if you're telling me that we have Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Oklahoma, and Texas in our division every year. I'm out. I don't want that. Now, if if you then if you tell me we're bringing them two in and then we're gonna say oh we're gonna do like the Big Twelve and best two teams regardless of division play the championship, I'm gonna say screw that. Yeah, I don't want that either. <laughs> I, you can't, I don't think Here's I don't think you thing. can do that with sixteen teams. Probably not. Let me, let me throw out a couple things here actually, because one thing that I think this is gonna force is we're going to have to add um, an SEC game. So you're going to drop a non-conference game. You're going to play nine conference games. So that means you're playing your seven on your side. You keep Vandy, and then you play one of the other seven East teams. It already feels like it's a decade every time we – like it takes a decade to play an East team, you know, with how it's set up now. So we would never see the East teams again, it feels like. I don't know if I really like that. Um, and then the other thing, you're dropping your free win, your Austin PA or whoever it is. You're dropping your free bonus win. I, I don't. It, I don't know how much that would help Ole Miss. I mean, I think it makes a bowl game that much further, that much harder to grasp. I have a rebuttal to this, and I think the answer is eliminate the permanent opponents because you don't need those. You need them now because to all, Al, I don't Alabama like that either. Hold on. Yeah, because you want to play Vandy every year. I get it. Because I want to play Vandy. Damn right. <laughs> I, hold, I know. I know why you want this. But 
Alabama wants to play Tennessee every year. That's why this rule exists. You put Alabama in the East, you've solved that. And so I think you can eliminate the standard team every year and rotate one cross-divisional opponent every season. you got to play good teams. I mean, that's just so you rotate. Well, you'd rotate two then. Well, I just play seven. How about we, we already do play good teams. We're in the SEC. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to make the argument of, oh, well, I want to keep Vanderbilt over adding two blue bloods just because I don't want to play a decent team. It is what it is. It's the SEC. You already play good teams. What's it, one more good? We haven't had success in like six years, so I would like to keep it as easy as possible for us to make a bowl game. It is what it is. Plus, I don't think Texas and Oklahoma does not do that. And I do not think we beat Oklahoma much. I think we beat them probably as much as we beat Bama right now. Or well, then, get, then, get, no, get, get, then get better. That's my Texas, argument. yeah, you have a chance. but that's, That man stuttered so much. Texas too. is probably as hard as Auburn. <laughs> Did you hear Randy? He said, get, 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 get better. Get better. <laughs> I mean, no, you have you yeah. have a point. You get have better. a point. No, I mean. Yeah, that's that's not – you don't just snap your fingers and get better. It's, that's all. No, you don't get – you don't snap your fingers. But if you want to compete in the SEC, you get better. Don't complain about – And like Soren said, part of getting better is upgrading, and I don't think this helps that much either. I'm gonna throw um, a I'm gonna throw a wrench in this whole thing. Um, we Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC and we go to the Big Twelve. Us and Mississippi State. Well, Cody, Kyle, and Reed are coming to that idea. They already made the argument they want to go join the Big Twelve because it might be easy. <laughs> no, we also the main I'm argument for that one was getting more respect in that conference. Well. Yeah, because you win because you because you'd win. I'm not more saying that's what I want. I'm not saying that's what I want. And being the scapegoat for the SEC every single time something goes wrong. Because you'd win more. That's why you get respect because you'd win a few more games in the Big Twelve. Still but, not what. Still not what we said. No, that's mm-hmm. that's not what we said. Um, but another another hypothetical I want to throw out there: dropping two teams. I don't know how feasible that is, but it's not. I'd also warm up a lot to the idea. If they would drop Missouri, and potentially, I don't know who the other team would be. Maybe Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt or South Carolina. Yeah, or Vanderbilt. Mississippi State. You, you can't though. I don't know. That's that's, that's the the, Both those schools are founding members. You can't kick count founding members out. You have you'd have to kick Missouri out. Missouri is not a founding member. No, he said State and Vanderbilt. Listen, Kyle. You could kick Missouri. I said Missouri and Vandy. Yes. You listen. <laughs> and Cody said, "What'd you say, Cody?" And that's why I said South Carolina is the other one. I said drop Mississippi State. You said drop Mississippi State. Soren said drop Vanderbilt. You can't do that. You can drop Missouri. You could drop South Carolina. You could drop A&M. That's it, isn't it? You're not dropping A&M to bring Texas. Well, no. That's not not happening. happening. I didn't say you would. Those are the schools you could. I know. Wait, so you're not allowed allowed to drop founding members? You can't kick them out. You're grandfathered in. That's why Ole Miss is still in the SEC. You could, you could drop, you could drop Arkansas and Missouri. I'd love that. Yeah, you could. I no, I kind of like Arkansas, honestly. I, I can't stand. No, them. get them. No, out. they should, they should make the September 11th game on those two. The winner stays in the SEC between Arkansas and Texas. That would. They're make playing that, that game, game on 9/11. Well, everybody is, yeah. I mean, I get it, but, like, that's just going to be another national trip. Never mind, I'm not going to say that. We have to work on that day. I don't understand that. That Texas versus Arkansas I'm not commenting. How much do we – how realistic do we think this move is? 
I mean, I could see it happening just because overall I feel like it would bolster the conference, but like I don't I don't want it to happen. Cuz if if this does happen, well then that you're going to have four super conferences cuz the Big 12 is going to dissolve. Yeah, I think with Lawson this so is how four 16 teams. So check this out, check this out. Drop the or let the Big 12 dissolve and then add the AAC. And that would be the new Power 5. Oh, no, I would say just leave it alone. I don't know. Cuz 16 team conference, you have to have, I don't know. It'd be weird having like other ten teams. I don't know how that would all work. Because of those sixteen teams, you know two's gonna have to get in the, in the tournament or the playoff. I mean, I guess that forces the hand for them to expand that. Which they're already talking about. I mean, I think what's lost kind of in this argument about conference expansion by everybody is kind of what Kyle led to. This kills the Big Twelve. I mean, the Big Twelve has nothing if they lose Texas and Oklahoma. It's over. They're kind of over unless they. I mean, you could. I guess they could add like Houston or Memphis, but that doesn't help. That just adds two teams. And man, I don't know where they go. I mean, dissolving. So maybe. I mean, then you're then you're looking at what like <clears throat> Oklahoma State and Texas Tech to the Pac-12, the Kansas teams to the Big Ten. Yeah, West Can't, Virginia maybe to the AC to the ACC. But Texas probably you got to bring one more to the ACC and then I, the Pac-12 has they have twelve yeah. right now right yeah that's yeah. actually named correctly okay yeah they're the, they're the only so one. they'd have to find two more I don't know who they'd add maybe like <laughs> Colorado State yeah there would definitely have to be like some major conference realigning and I don't know that's and I don't think it happens man I am on the I'm on the edge I'm I don't gonna, think it happens. I'm going to put it 50% because to me this could either, good odds. this could I, it is and I, that's why I said 50 it's pretty high. I think this yeah. this could either be Oklahoma and Texas are posturing for a better TV deal TV deal over in the Big 12 or it's legitimate. I lean that this is legitimate. I lean that this happens within the next 2 weeks, but I'm not super confident in it. Whoa. Well, announced in two weeks. It'd be for the 2022 season. Let me say that. I think this gets announced within two weeks. I lean that way. But I'm not confident enough to lay it like 70%. So I'm going to put it at 50 because there's my, that one side of me that tells me this could just be some posturing for a better TV deal from two of the big teams in the Big 12 because of what we just said. Because this would kill the Big 12. Yeah. And I need to correct myself. Iowa State would definitely be in the Big Ten. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, they'd fit. I'm I'm gonna give it about a thirty thirty percent thirty percent chance that it happens. And it's not that I don't think that it's legitimate that they want in. I just don't think it gets passed by. I I don't think they get enough votes. Yeah, that's actually probably what's holding me up too. Because you already know A and M saying no. How sure are we Missouri is? Um, Dude, how sure are we Missouri even is? the powerhouses like Alabama are even going to vote I for I know, because all Nick Saban has to do is say no, and the SEC won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the re- Coach Saban. Uh, there, was, there was a reporter Sa- in yeah, yeah. There was a reporter in Austin that reported that Texas A&M and Missouri were, are already working to block it. So uh, they're going to vote no. And then you got to find two more, which Arkansas maybe. and I was thinking Arkansas would probably say no. I don't think it's, no. I, I don't it's, think it's not. at all. I don't think it's hard at all to find four that say no. Hell, you, you tell me State or Ole Miss say no, I'm not shocked. 
just keep from adding up. I wouldn't, uh, be, I wouldn't be shocked if we get like seven votes for no, honestly. Yeah. But then, you know, we go back to talking about the Big 12 <clears> resolving. <throat> what if the Big 10 does add Iowa State and West Virginia goes to the ACC or something like that? If some other balls start rolling, I wonder if the SEC starts opening up to the idea. I mean, if you're gonna if if you're gonna have to compete and make yourself a 16 team conference in the future, no matter what, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma is who you take. This this reminds me of whenever I would play the old NCAA 14 game, like when you would start like as a coach or something. You, you could, could realign re- them. You, you could, could realign you conferences. Could custom conferences. And every yeah. single time, I added Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC because I, those schools are I like those drop? schools. Um, I usually wouldn't. Would you drop? I, I wouldn't. It'd be a 16, 16 you can team. Add. Can you add and not drop? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would have 16 teams because I, I would always move A&M and Missouri to the SEC to make it realistic. And then I would add Texas and Oklahoma just because I like those schools. And so this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of me playing a video game, trying to fi- make conferences. That's what this feels like. Every, what, five, ten years they do this. Yeah. I mean, every what was the last big realignment? Ten years ago? Because we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of A&M yeah, Missouri. Nebraska, West Virginia. It's been a while the since Big we've... East re- completely redoing it. It's been a while since we've had a big realignment. We're kind of due for one. It's, it's always falls right around the Big 12 screw-up. This is kind of... Well, this is one. This is making me want to make a graphic um, on this. I'll tweet something out from the Bay Shack in a few days. I have some ideas on this. This is fun. <laughs> um, I feel like we say that every week. Yeah, well, I mean, one graphic's waiting on one of the members of the Bait Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're we still waiting on recruiting to move, so. Actually, Reed yeah. did ask um, for y'all to drop the horse thing, so. The what? Part, but, um, cool. The horse locket um, graphic or something like that. He said, like, drop it or some shit. I don't remember. I just Does that mean I put in the group or? chat that. I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's what that means. Um, all right, but we can move on. We'll do. Uh, we'll finish up here with who gets the thirty-eight number, the Chucky Mullins number. Uh, who got it? Did we find out for sure who had it last year? Jalen Jones. Yeah, Jalen Jones. Okay, I know we were we were asking around a little bit. Okay, so Jalen Jones got it last year. Uh, so guess like, right off the bat, who do you guys? I mean, who do you think gets it? Who maybe do you think deserves it? Soren. I think Jacquez Jones gets it. Who? Jacquez Jones. He did it. He, he said it. <laughs> it's on, it's on the table. Why do you think he is most deserving? I don't know. I just feel like he's a really stand-up guy. Really one that uh, leading helps tackler out. The, from last yeah, he's year. leading tackler from last year. I think he's just all around a great uh, addition and, and to this team and – and, uh, yeah, it would really suck to see him go. <laughs> Cody? <laughs> this team would not... <laughs> this team would not be the same without him. Alright. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Sam Williams. <laughs> Great pick, Cody. Randy, you can lock up that pick. Um, I'm gonna go with as as. Pause. 
Who was your pick, Randy? <laughs> um, <laughs> realistic pick. Um, shit, That's what I don't have... been doing. Yeah. Um, oh God, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it goes defense like usual, but I don't know who it goes to. So I'm just gonna give it to AJ Finley for no reason. Um, that's not who I want to have it though. If I had my pick, if I was giving the award out, I'm going Isaiah Woolard. Isaiah Woolard has served his time at Ole Miss. He has done well as a student and as a athlete. I think he deserves to rock 38 at running back. It'd be kind of cool to see. I'm going to change my pick. Okay. I'm going with our king. I'm (laughs) I'm going with our king. John Rice Plumley. That you know would how, be quite something. Do you know how much money he would make in what? NIL sales just from that jersey oh, alone? That's like, a good point. He might lead the country in money made just off that 38 jersey with his name uh, on it. I don't know <laughs> if he should do that, honestly. Because I'd he's, buy it. Well, no, this is the thing is that John Rice is going to be the last person ever to wear number 10 at Ole Miss. So... True. Because well, they he are still re- would be, right? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, because Jock was changed. He still would be. Yeah. Even yeah. if he takes thirty-eight. I mean, you know, we all know John Rice Plumley is going to play offense and defense and special teams and do everything, so he can just wear ten on the offense and switch to thirty-eight on defense. They like they're over there like changing his jersey. They're like, all right, get out there, dude. <laughs> thirty-eight in the slot, ten at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to throw a dark one out there, a dark horse out there as well as Randy did. I like Tyler Knight getting it because he's paid his dues as well. He's stepped up in a big way. He's switched his position, it feels like, every other year. Um, And he's doing it well, too. So I wouldn't hate Tyler Knight getting it. I like that. I like that. No one said – I love that. I'm sorry, go ahead. You love it? Yeah, Yeah. I love love that. Tyler Tyler deserves it, too. Good pick. Good pick. He's great. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. He's – Cool, dude. We endorse. We endorse Silent Night for the uh, 38 this year. Maybe, can, may, can, hey. we, can we get him uh, bait, bait shack endorsement? That That's what I was gonna say. Nil <laughs> with Tyler Knight. <laughs> Come to the shack, baby. Come to the shack. <laughs> well, we could design some t-shirts because uh, Lord, Lord knows no one else did. So, <laughs> so no one thinks. No one. I heard no one say uh, Momo. We don't I, think I, that's happening. I don't think it happens, but I also really wouldn't hate that pick at all. I think I would be shocked. I think he's deserving of it. I mean, he's he's done well at Ole Miss. He's been an outspoken member of the community. You know, I, he kind of embodies Chucky Mullins. I honestly think that we should give it to Tylon uh, Malone, just because he's big. <laughs> just because he I came. I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that just for signing. <laughs> yeah, just yep. for signing. I think you should get it. You were our highest recruit last year. Thank you. Here's speaking of designing t-shirts, speaking of designing t-shirts, maybe we should uh, design Tisdale stuff for him. Actually, that, that would be too. a good pick, in my opinion. I like him. Who? Rico. No, I was just talking about how. Never mind. Oh. All, all no, I, I'm talking design for... was. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> Look. They they've all been awful to be Look, honest. You didn't have to say it, okay? It may be I, true, I, but you didn't I have did. to say it. 
Hold on. Look, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not going to sing. Friendly. You're not I'm, being friendly here tonight. <laughs> I'm not singling. I, I'm not singling out Rico or Tylen. Most of these shirts have been just awful, um, to the point where if I see you wearing one, I'm going to assume you are a member of that family. And I don't know. Some of these guys. I think they're they're. It's all from a template. Some sketchy ass website is designing all of these T-shirts for these players because you. They're all kind of the same. They're like weird PNGs interposed into some weird block lettering. It just doesn't work. While we're talking about this, um, they reported that Bryce Young has made a million dollars off of NIL, NIL already. Do y'all believe that? Yeah. 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 I mean, Alabama, that sells. I don't know. I, can't, I, I don't know. I just kind of think it's a little bit cow. Changes the game, huh? I mean, I think it's probably a lot, of lo- it's a, lot, a lot of local businesses wanting Bryce Young on a commercial. Come to Alabama, you can be a millionaire. I mean, there's a reason Saban brought that up. I just think it's yeah. cap that he made it off of NIL. I think it's oh, how much of that was made before the NIL change? <laughs> oh well, you see, 850 of that was for signing. <laughs> well, who, yeah. who, who was it, Jimbo, that said the NIL's been going on for a few years now, <laughs> just not legally? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He's not wrong. A&M, Did he really John, say that? Yeah, I wish Johnny Menzel's kind of the main point there. But, I mean, yeah, he did say that. I think that's true, probably. I mean, if Ole Miss oh, yeah. was – if uh, let's just say – I'm not going to use Ole Miss. That's too homerish. Let's go Alabama. If you're a business in Tuscaloosa, you have the opportunity to let the quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide advertise for you. That's probably worth it. I mean – Slap him on a commercial, slap him on some radio ads, put his picture up somewhere. I could see well, him. You got him for two years. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Flumley makes a shit ton off of endorsements this year. Oh, I wouldn't be Man, shocked it's going to be on car Jerry commercials. On, Jerry on Ely, especially him. Yeah. You want to be fast like me on the field? Come get your car at Pat Pecoraro or some, I don't know what. Cannon Motors. Yeah, Cannon Motors. <laughs> Oh boy! So we all doing the we all doing the Lane Kiffin diet this year? Yeah. No. <laughs> and he's like, I I like to eat and live. Yeah, I I'm don't feel be, like dying. Next time y'all see go, me, I'm going to be 150 pounds. It's going to be great. Going to lose 20 pounds after week one. <laughs> I can't really afford to lose 20 pounds. That's a good point. Cody's a tiny man. Lane got a little chunky there for a little bit. And the defense started doing their thing. He lost all of and it. And he stopped eating. I respect it. You mean <laughs> when the defense decided to not do their thing, then he lost it. That and a combination of hot works and baby making. Hot works, wink, wink. Okay. All right. Let's 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 wrap it up there. Uh, this has been episode 57 of The Bait Shack. <laughs> We will be back to you next week with, I'm sure, some more football hot takes and whatnot. Uh, So catch us then, um, and thanks for listening. We will see you guys uh, next week.